Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, good morning. Happy Tuesday. Welcome into the show. What a wonderful day this is. The spider that was the size of a cat is no longer in the studio. We've got not one but two colossal scoring out outings from the NBA last night. One was historic, the other was telling, resulted in a loss for the team of Carl Anthony Towns. He scored 62. Embiid, as you probably know, got 70. Tom had Pretty Daddy, CBS, Pretty Daddy, executive producer Tom DeCelestino, the most unique take on Embiid 70 that you could possibly hear. And uh, we're just gonna, we're gonna roll it out for you. We're gonna let you listen to it. It's like chocolate covered grasshoppers. May not be what you think you want, but it is what you want. Uh, a television show that Tommy and I have been talking about reached its conclusion. It's Reacher. So in twenty minutes, we're gonna give you a little mini movie review. There's an alternate universe for Tom Brady and the Niners reportedly out there. We'll do some NBA power rankings. Kurt Heelan is gonna be on the show. Tepper Tantrum hired a guy that used to play football and maybe sat in the front office for a few weeks. I don't understand what this guy does as his GM. Come on, Tom. Happy Tuesday. Good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday to you. And you and I are hanging out in New York City next week. I'm coming to town. We're so close. One week away. Have we picked a hangout day or are we just going to play it by ear? I think we're playing it by ear. I'm really excited. Yeah, you're a busy guy. Let's play it by ear. I'm excited for everyone to hear your uh, your MB take. I was uh, a big fan of it last night. I don't think it's that unique. It's pretty terrible, um, or or great, or great. Conversely, it might be it might be awesome. Did I say terrible? Terrible in the sense that it made me jealous. That I hadn't thought of it myself. Eight five five. You look happy. Eight five. Me too. Eight five five two one two four CBS Twitter Sports Writer Sports R E I T E R. Joel Embiid had one of the most impressive nights in NBA history last night, coming off of what has continued to be over the last six or seven weeks enough greatness to have literally one of the greatest seasons in the history of the sport. And it happened on the anniversary of Kobe Bryant's 81-point game. It came on the same night where Carl Anthony Towns, as I noted, Scored 62 for the Timberwolves team that should be atop the Western Conference standings. Although they lost that game, which is astounding. And it was Embiid's outing, a reminder of the greatness of this guy and the need for him to make it happen. Now, I put that Dak Prescott-Embiid comparison out there a couple weeks ago. And I see it flourishing across Twitter. I'd like to think it's because of me. It's probably just because it's a very, very obvious thing to hit home. Because Embiid's greatness is undeniable. And last night in particular, this dude scored 70 points and took two three-point shots. So that's 
it's not a fluky shooting night. It's not a red-hot shooting night the way that it might be for, say, Steph Curry, the best three-point shooter of all time who's gotten to 60. Embiid's 70 is a product of the reality that he can take over games and dominate at a historical level when he wants to. I'm going to throw a lot of stats at you. I want you to remember, though, the context of every single one of these stats and the context of the game last night is that Embiid has to, for his legacy, to be whatever you want to compare him to this morning because of the outing. Jordan, Wilt, Kareem, Kobe, I've seen it all. Whatever you want to Shaq, he's got to make and win an NBA championship. He certainly, this season, has to make at least a conference finals, and I'm not sure that's enough. And last night was the first time in his career that, and I root for this guy, that I thought he'll do it. He can do it. Because he is literally capable of single-handedly putting a team on his back and carrying them to places very few players in the history of the sport can do. That's what 70-point tells you. And I, I know I know the Spurs are a bad basketball team. I know they're young. He played against Wembenyama. It was a really hyped game. There were a lot of good games on. I went to NBA TV to watch Embiid, Wemby, because I wanted to see the showdown. And, and so this is also a game in which Embiid was motivated and fired up to prove himself, where he, he brought a certain level of early focus, and I'm going to take over as his mantra. Before the game... Wembenyama is so freakishly tall. Before the game, there's a, there's a clip, if you haven't seen it, where Wemby is doing shoot-around, and it's kind of chaotic on the floor. There's people everywhere, and Embiid goes up behind it. Now, Embiid is a beast of a man, but he's still shorter shorter than Wemby, and he kind of makes a funny face, and you hear some lady scream from the stands. It's a really weird clip because he's just like, oh, my God, this, this kid is tall. And, and Wembenyama had a really nice game. If Embiid has a normal game, we probably talk about how great Wemby is going to be. Here are the stats. Here's the historical greatness. <clears throat> the one that jumps out to me, that is astounding, is that Joel Embiid is averaging the most points per 48 minutes in the history of the NBA. And that is a significant stat because, as you probably know, NBA games are 48 minutes long. And so a lot of us, when we're looking at stats and trying to make analysis of players, more importantly, I think GMs and coaches, as they evaluate Guys, they'll look at per 48 or per 36-minute numbers. Just how do they do per the minutes they play? Embiid is literally scoring more points per that metric than any player in the history of the sport, including Will Chamberlain, who once scored 100 points in a game and played every minute, and played every single minute and overtime minutes. The guy is having one of the greatest seasons in the history of the sport. He is the first center in NBA history with 60-plus points excuse me, 70-plus points, 10-plus rebounds, and 5-plus assists in a single game. And by the way, it's not, not that it matters. I mean, 70, 10, and 5 is amazing. The guy, had 18, the guy had 18 rebounds. He got to the free throw line more than 20 times, and there's been a narrative out there. There's been frustration. There's been complaints. There's been pushback on the complaints that MB goes to the free throw line too much. You can't watch every Sixers game. I don't watch every Sixers game. I watch a lot. The guy earned every one of those or almost every one of those free throws. This is a player in Joel Embiid who joins Michael Jordan as one of the few players in the history of the sport of the 65-15-5 game. And again, his is 70. 70-10-5, its own stat. 21 consecutive 30-point games, which is absolutely incredible. And I think the main takeaway here and the main reality is that he is on a basketball team that is really talented. 
And I'm not taking anything away from Kobe or anything away from Wilt or anything away from the other guys that have scored a massive number of points. And Kobe played on a good basketball team. This is a team where if you wanted to and you needed to, you could turn to Tyrese Maxey. Early in the game, Tobias Harris put up a pretty nice bucket, just reminded that he can give you some offense. This is a Sixers team that has tons of talent. It has a Nick Nurse, one of the best coaches in the NBA, without Embiid scoring 70 points. If Embiid were a top five player like he was two or three years ago, instead of, I, mean, I don't want to be a, a captive of the moment, but he's clearly the best player in the NBA right now. He's clearly better than Nikola Jokic. He's clearly better than SGA. This is a guy who is on a squad and on a team that is good enough in its totality to be an NBA champion. And the way that he played last night, and it's not just last night, it's not a one-off. The way that he's played, measured however you want, in January, in January, in December, over the last six weeks, over the entirety of the season, over that stretch where he has scored 30 points again and again and again and again and again. It's 21 consecutive games. He's playing at a level where he may be able single-handedly to carry a team to an NBA championship. Embiid's greatness is beyond doubt. It's astounding. And I not even though I want to believe in it, I believe in it. However, however, it is both the reality that he is awesome and he has got to make, he has got to win an NBA championship. He's got to take it. This is the best player that I can think of in the modern NBA, and I'm sure it goes longer than this, who has never made a conference finals. That is mind-boggling. With every bucket that he made last night, and it was, you could tell early on, that he was going to get there. I don't even know what he had in the first half. Was it 34? I can look. Oh, Tom's giving me the yes. I, I started texting everybody I knew. I texted Tom. I texted Stu. I talked to texted my buddies. Are you guys watching this Embiid game? Put it on. Because it was, you can feel a, a weight of history. You can feel a sense of this game has the potential to showcase what Embiid can do. And, the, and, and credit the Spurs. They kept the game close. 11-point game, 10-point game, down the stretch. They kept fighting. Wembenyama actually had a really, really nice game. I hope he doesn't get... this. That dude had 33 points last night. Played really, really well. Did a, like a pretty good job. He didn't guard Embiid the entire game, but he did at times. At least trying to make it difficult. And Embiid hit, was hitting jumpers. Dude hit one of his two threes. Obviously got to the free throw line a ton and made almost all of those free throws. It was a game in which Joel Embiid was utterly and totally locked in. It's one of the best performances from an NBA player that I can remember seeing. And, again, I'm taking nothing away from Kobe Bryant's 81. I'm taking nothing away from Kobe's final game, his last game, when he scored, was it 60 points, which was amazing. I was at that game. I'm taking nothing away from Steph Curry's 50- and 60-point games. I, the, the one I remember is Steph scoring his first 50-point game of his career at the Garden because I watched it over beers with Paul George and Danny Granger from Indianapolis for a story. All of those performances were amazing and incredible. And I take nothing away when I say those were shooters who got hot. They're amazing shooters. They, they get hot because they, they work their asses off. They work their tails off. They, they have great skill. They have, they have great talent. And then they get in the zone. This was different. This was, and I'm not a big Wilt Chamberlain guy for a variety of reasons on the floor, but in the historical sense. But this was Wilt Chamberlain-esque and what you hear from people who were there. Because Embiid scoring 70 points, 70 points, and taking two three-point shots in the modern NBA 
is ridiculous. And the thing is, these are professional players he's up against. The Spurs, everybody in the country knew that this guy was on track for 50 or 60 or 70. You score 34 points in the first half, you can do the math. And so the Spurs wanted to stop him. They didn't want to be humiliated. They didn't want to be embarrassed. They don't want to be in the highlight reels for this kind of a game. Everybody knew where the ball was going to go. And it's not as, as if MB was just going to go out on the perimeter, create a little bit of space, and do a fadeaway, and he's just, in the, you know, he's just in the zone. The guy pounded the ball. It was pure physical domination. He single-handedly was able to be better than one or two or three guys around him. He also had some ridiculous passes over the course of the game because obviously people are doubling him, at times tripling him. It is one of the most dominant performances that I've seen in the history of the NBA. And for it to mean anything, for it not to be some punchline that boomerangs back on him, for it not to be some incredible series of compliments today that turn into snark, for it not to be greatness that withers and spoils and curdles when it matters most, this is the year, because this is the year, the guy's got to lead his team to a deep, 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 deep playoff run. And as good as the, or at least top-heavy as the East is, because I think the Milwaukee Bucks are outstanding and going to get better. And I think the Boston Celtics are the best team in the NBA. It's almost, for me, even a conference finals and play well. And there's an indictment here, too, because if you really want to get into the weeds and give, give the, um, the announcers on the game last night credit, they talked about it very honestly, which surprised me. It doesn't always happen. Embiid hasn't just failed to make it past the second round of the playoffs. He has had elimination games where he has not played great or he's played good, but not like he did last night. And there's a lot of examples that I could give you, but how about last year in a game six on your home court, you're up 3-2 against the Boston Celtics. Forget forget losing both six and seven, just win the game at home. And what we saw in this game, what he's capable of doing, what he's able to do, the, the willpower turned into greatness. To me, that 70 points, cool, it's amazing, it's fun. It gave me the joy of getting to work on CBS Sports HQ even, even later than I usually do. It was awesome. But the real thing that number means, the real meaning behind it, is that it is beyond doubt that he is capable of being historically great when he chooses to be, when the task in front of him calls for it. It started as I'm going to show the world in Wembenyama what I'm about, and it became, oh man, I'm on track for this game, and I'm going to see it through to 70. That level of greatness has to translate to the playoffs, or the transcendent talent the worthy praise, the historical comparisons of today will turn into this guy's a bum and can't do it when it matters. And it can go either way. And for the first time in a long time, forget what I want to have happen. I want him to succeed. I am convinced whatever the showdowns, whatever the matchups, whatever the realities, as long as Joel Embiid is on the floor and healthy, this Sixers team is going really, 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 really deep in the playoffs. This guy is un. Believable. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Uh, we're going to get into what could have been for Brock Purdy. And um, as I alluded to, a very, just an angry take. Just just, just Tom was all mad. Tom was not happy NBA got 70. And I'm just going to let him explain next here on CBS Sports Radio. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to Writer Than You. Give us a spider update here. What do we got? Now it's trying to like move up almost upside down, so it's doing some acrobatics, and I'm worried it's going to fall very close to me. Do we have any situation where, like, the spider is close to, like, changing rooms here? No, no, no. He's, he's moving, though. Like, I think he saw me. I mean, if I'm scared of him, what does he think of me? Okay. On CBS Sports Radio. All right, so I'm now showing Tom in the return of the Skype, the spider in the jar. How do you like it? You thought it was funny? Why do you have this thing? I put it in a jar. My wife wanted to see it when she comes to the studio. You're a weirdo. Yeah, I know it. All right, let me just a little pop culture. We, we don't have a pop culture thing, do we? A pop culture drop? No, we don't. Like a, a pretty daddy alert? Pop, pop culture, culture alert. Have either of us, before I read them to you or look at them, the Oscar nominations are out. All oh. I know is. Big fat no for me. All I know is that um, Margot Robbie did not get nominated for Best Actress, and people are outraged. Having seen Barbie, I am not outraged. Um, <laughs> it was fine. I'm going to go through. Like, There's like 31 Movies nominated for Best Picture. Before we get to your Joel Embiid take that honestly almost made me just quit sports yesterday. Yeah, I don't um, know why you're so mad about this. I went and just drank a lot. I'm not kidding. A lot of sake because of you. Um, but before we get to that, how many between the two of us of the Best Picture movies have we seen? I got a big fat donut. So if you've seen any, you're the only one. Here we go. <clears throat> American Fiction. Haven't seen it, but, I, but I, I want to. Have you seen that? Never even heard of it. Okay. It's a great trailer. I've seen the trailer like 20 times. Anatomy of a Fall. Never even heard of it. Heard of it, don't know what it is. Barbie. I've seen Barbie. I've heard of that one. <laughs> haven't seen it. I think it was great. I thought it was okay. Uh, the Holdovers. Looks outstanding. Paul Giamatti. Haven't seen it. I agree. That one looks really good. Haven't seen it. Killers of the Flower Moon. I just need to set aside 12 hours to watch it. It's Martin Scorsese. I do want to see it. Never heard of it. Really? Really. True story about... A um, group of Native Americans who are basically, I believe, pushed onto land, as is the history of the country, and then they find oil, and then a bunch of people in Oklahoma, I think, just start killing them. So they send the federal government someone to basically figure out who the hell's doing it. It's a book by, I think, David Grant. Leo's in it. You, know, you heard of him? Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've, one or two things he's been in. I haven't seen either. Maestro. Never going to see that movie in my entire I don't ever want to see Maestro with Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, I know that one. Haven't seen it. I don't know why. I don't want to see it. Yeah. Um, are you just not a Bradley Cooper guy? I like Bradley Cooper. I like uh, Carrie Mulligan. Is that her name? 
I like music. It's about. I just don't. I just not. He's the guy's a composer. I'm not interested. Um, Oppenheimer. I know I'm supposed to see that. I haven't heard great things from the people that I know that have seen it. I believe it. I also know the ending. We get the bomb. <laughs> That's what my wife says too. She doesn't <laughs> want to watch it because, quote, I know what happens. Yeah, yeah. No, it's we we we, we the scientists get there. Uh, past lives. I've never heard of that. Same. Got nothing. Poor things. I heard of that the very like last two weeks. Emma Stone's in it. Nope. Got nothing. The zone of interest. What the hell are we talking about here? Nope. You're you're okay. really losing me here. All right. All right. This is, dude. <sighs> you but you might not agree with this take, but to be outraged, no, I find so, strange. It's so bad. Um, I am. We're transitioning to your to your MB take. It it really does bother me. Do you want to do it in the safety of what to sell to just feel cocooned? Okay. D-Cell said what? It's writer than use. What to sell. I thought we were having a good talk yesterday during the game. We're yeah. exchanging texts back and forth. MB's having a dominant game. We're into the second half here. We're into the third quarter. Joel Embiid finished the third quarter yesterday yep. against the Spurs. Let me reiterate. The eight-win Spurs. Yep. Having played 31 minutes and having scored 59 points. Sure. The game was a double-digit game throughout the 11 entirety. Points. 11 points. Which is a double-digit game throughout the entirety of the fourth quarter. Joel Embiid checked back into this game with six and a half minutes to go. Why? Why? I have no idea. Your terrible take, can you just, is that you Joel Embiid is one of the most brittle players in the NBA right now. He's already, he is on pace to miss 20 games this year because even if he does play, he's always got a knee injury, a foot injury, a lingering back injury. This dude is brittle. Nick Can Nurse, you give your take, though? You're you doing. Your Nick, take was he shouldn't have played the fourth quarter even though it was an 11-point game. Yeah, the game was never in doubt, never in question. Not in doubt. You're Not begging correct. for Joel Embiid to get an injury. Begging he has 59 points. He's chasing 70. The game is still in question. It's an 11-point game. At one point, it was a 9-point game. That's where the disconnect is right here. 11-point game is not in question to me. Here is a question I have for you. Is that the first NBA game you've ever watched? No. What are you talking dude, about? Dude? Have you ever seen the 30, NBA? He played 37 minutes last night. His season average is 34 against the Spurs. The lowly Spurs. Like, he was hunting. He was hunting points. It's fine. It's what happened. Dude, your take he didn't was that in. he sh- If he had 21 points, 21 points in that exact situation, they would have played him. They He always sits out, like, the first three or four or five minutes of the fourth quarter. He always comes back at, like, the seven or eight-minute mark. I think he, he, I think he said even more in this game. Because he was hotter, so the rotations, I think, were different. Are you telling me that he should sit because he was playing well? The dude didn't check out of the game till 90 seconds to go. Like, come on, man. He was hunting points. Just admit it. He's hunting points. Who cares if he's hunting points? He's chasing 70, and the game was still in, in question. The game was a nine-point game with, like, three minutes left. He... Have they... you ever watched an NBA game? He... Teams come back. Teams get hot in threes. That game, you you felt that this is a terrible. The Spurs were going to win that game. That game was never in doubt. This reminds me. This is going to be the, such a mean thing to say. This reminds me of when my wife will say, like, "Why do they keep throwing the football?" When she's like watching the NFL, I'm like, "Baby, 
I can't teach you football. Just watch the football We're game. We're also talking about Embiid, who always has some sort of injury. Dude, always. it's a terrible. Here's, here's a terrible take. Here's what happened. You made a statement, and I was like, bro, come on, dude. And then you were just like, I have now said the statement. I'm going to argue the statement until I'm for the rest of my life. No, I've run this You by just need to be like, you know, in retrospect, it's closer game than I thought. He's chasing 70. It's history. I, I was wrong. That's all I got to say. I run this by other humans who... Some of them don't agree, but nobody is outraged by it like you are. No one will tell you they're outraged. I will. I just don't. I don't. I don't. I, I, I don't promise. Why you're outraged? The guy has 59 points in a game that is still in question with an entire quarter to go. Of course he's going to play. And in like, where's my phone? Game. You're in like, this is game. out. Oh no, no, no! You also said that 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 Nick Nurse deserved to have Embiid get injured because he brought him back in. Much, much like Mike McDaniel, who Bradley Chubb what? got hurt in a game. Nothing, that didn't nothing matter. like Mike McDaniel. That game was over. Not, nothing like Mike McDaniel. It was a double-digit game, which is not enough point. Twenty-four points, yes. 11 points, no. Let me just. If you want to tell me they're playing the Celtics, they're playing the Bucks. Nick Nurse deserves Embiid getting hurt here. If you want to tell me they're playing the Bucks, it was just. I'm just going to read you our text exchange. It was just. It was just an 11 point game. What are you talking about? That's me. You. Exactly. 11 points. Has no business being in the game. Tom! The game is not in question. Tom! That's not in question. Yes, it is. That's a four-possession game. Have you, again, it's okay if you've never seen an NBA game before. You want to tell me he checks in because the game is now down to six points, four points, five? Fine. It was a double-digit game. Tom. And beat Chase points. That's all I'm saying. You keep it at an 11-point game. You put it out of reach by keeping your best player in who's on fire and scoring, it turns out, 70 points. Come they on. Did, they did. It was a, it was a double-digit game without him in the fourth quarter. Come on, man. They kept it at a double-digit game Come with on. him on the bench. Come on, bro. Actually, with him on the bench, the other team cut it from 17 down to, let's look at it, 12. And Embiid came back in. Because I have the play-by-play in front of me. Yeah, 12 point. That, that's the disconnect. Dude. 12 point game. That, dude. It's, 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 just, it's just like, it's not a great take. I don't get the outrage. I get you not agreeing. I don't get the outrage. <sighs> can you feel, I mean, I'm just sad. Can you, can you, can you, I'm not even angry. I'm just sad. I like this one. I stand by this one for You know what this is? It's like it's like the season finale of Reacher. The last two seasons. I really like everything about Diesel Reacher, but then this sort of like seminal moment comes and I'm like that's just a little underwhelming. Reacher was so I don't even want to do. Do you want to do a mini I'll do. It. Do you want to do a mini movie review? All right. Shorter than the shortest attention span. Shorter than Kevin Durant's commitment to a team. And shorter than a movie trailer. It's Bill Ryder's Super Short Movie Report. All right, give me 20 seconds to the buzz me. Tell me when you're ready. Go. Uh, super violent, badass, good guy who can't act or talk, but is definitely ripped, beats up a bunch of people in a really good plot until the writers become as intellectually sound as the actor's character himself. They don't know what to do, so he throws a bunch of bad guys out of a plane, and it's suddenly over. <laughs> Helicopter not plane, excuse me. I didn't enjoy it whatsoever. I liked season two. 
this finale, the story, the way they finished it was too simplistic. And nothing was believable about enough. Like I understand you got to suspend reality for some of the show. Dude, None he, of it was believable. When he's, I guess I got to be careful with spoilers. But when he's holding one the um, the one, uh, come on, and the guy's kicking him, and then he switches hands, right? Come on, and then she frees herself. Wait, wait, you could reach the straps. Why didn't you free yourself earlier? Yeah, but now you could free yourself while you're dangling out of the helicopter. There is a great scene, because I went and watched just, just the fight scenes on YouTube um, last night, late, after I had a bunch of sake to cope with your NBA take. And um, I did. And there's a scene earlier in the, in the thing where basically he fights a bunch of bikers. It's a pretty good fight scene. And then he picks up one of the bikers' phones and calls the bad guy, and he's like, it's dumb, but not the way you want it. And then the bad guy tries to bribe him and goes, what do you want? And he goes, I want to throw you out of a helicopter foreshadowing potentially i want to ask you a question about it because i feel like i didn't get an answer but i don't want to spoil it for everyone because it's not that old of an episode all right ask me in the break and we'll do it on the air like next week okay okay fair enough i mean the thing is like it is a spoiler but it's not as if anyone actually thinks jack reacher is gonna die and the bad guy is gonna win i had to tell that to my wife all season long like he's not dying the other characters might yeah have some concern there. You know, they killed off some some characters in flashback who were in flashbacks, right? It just this is what you get when you watch dumb stuff. Like I like it, but it's dumb. It's like gone in sixty seconds. Or what's the, what are those movies you like where they drive the cars? Oh, Fast and the Furious. Fat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Honestly I finished it and I thought, why didn't I just watch the bear again? No, I did not have that thought. Also, can I just be can I be honest? They're the least believable romantic scenes I've ever seen in my entire life. The guy is such a bad actor. I'm still defending him on this one. It's the character he's playing. The the, the actress, she's she's a beautiful woman. This she dude is obviously is very beautiful. This dude is ripped. And they have these like, you know, romantic scenes. And I'm just I'm thinking, is this guy repelled by the actor? Like this is this this is the, the opposite of chemistry. But that's who he is as a character. Like, he's a nomad. He doesn't have relationships with people. Is he supposed to be a sociopath? I think on some level, yeah. Yeah. Then I went and watched the, some Tom Cruise clips when he plays Reacher. And those are... And I think Tom Cruise is a, is a great actor. I went down a rabbit hole and then was up late watching Mission Impossible, one of the Mission Impossible movies, cause for, for 15 minutes. Because I went down to YouTube. That... So, okay. I think, I think Tom Cruise is an excellent actor. He's a movie star. I like most of his movies. Those Reacher movies are so bad. And so badly acted. The Jack Reacher on Amazon is a thousand times better than Tom Cruise's Jack Reacher. I will say that. Um, hey, um, do you want? Uh, I meant to. I meant to get in this a little bit. Should, should the Ravens bench Lamar Jackson this this weekend in case he gets injured for the Super Bowl? Uh, if they're up double Does digits that, late in the fourth no, quarter, pregame. absolutely. Dude, you can't. You just can't have. You just. You, you, they were up 12 when he checked in with six minutes to go. You said that he deserved to get injured because Nick Nurse I'm, in the 11-point game yeah. put him in yeah. when he was at 59 points. Yeah, Nick Nurse deserved it, not Embiid. I would never root for anybody oh to get hurt. <laughs> yeah, you did. You said he deserved it. Nick Nurse deserved it, not Embiid. He was chasing points. All you have to say nothing. is this is a bad take. It's okay to have a bad take. I was wrong on Jalen Brunson. I was wrong. I mean, there's a million things I'm wrong on. It's fine. You can be wrong. It's okay. He had no business going back into that game. 
None. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. A 12-point game against an eight-win team in a game that means nothing when he's the most brittle player in the league. What do you mean it means nothing? They're chasing the Celtics and the Bucs for the Eastern Conference top spot. Home, Home court advantage matters. Winning games matters. A January game. At home against an eight-win team in the grand scheme of things. And you better win it. You better. You're They're right. They're up it's twelve. Like... They're up twelve. Oh my god! Again, I'll just go back to have you seen the NBA. It's twelve points is different in basketball than it is in football. Right, and if it gets cut to five, four, okay, check back in. That's not okay. That's not how it works, dude. You get guys in on their rotations. I don't even know what to say. Uh, NBA Power Rankings. You excited about that? Let's do NBA Power Rankings. After we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogish. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Welcome back to Writer Than You. The only time to ever storm to court was the University of Missouri against Nebraska. We never beat. And it turned out, I thought we'd beat them, but it turned out, if you remember this game, a Nebraska <laughs> receiver had kicked the ball backwards to another guy who caught it. So we saw the ball hit the guy's feet, and we all stormed the field. And then we're like, wait, what, we lost? <laughs> On CBS Sports Radio. I think half the show is just you laughing at my pain. And maybe thinking things like, is that really your take, or are you just trolling me? Uh, the people on the Twitter don't necessarily love it, Tom. The MB should have been benched for playing well take. They don't like anything I have to say. There's a reason for that. Uh, by the way, uh, breaking news? Breaking news. The Heat, who very much think that they are contenders, send out Kyle Lowry and a future first-round pick for Terry Rozier, as I think Mr. Bogus just told us from Charlotte, high-scoring guard, adds some firepower, fits sort of the heat dynamic. I like it. I like I like the move. The Eastern Conference is interesting. The Siakam trade to the Pacers, Ananobi to the Knicks. Miami's just saw still, score 70. They're still not in that class with the Celtics, Bucks, and 76ers, though, right? I guess not, but they made the finals last year. And, like, they have such a level of belief that they enter every postseason thinking that they're a two-seed, no matter where they're seeded. So, no, but I wouldn't want to play them. I wouldn't want to be against them. But you are correct. They will not qualify in the most important rankings on earth, the NBA Power Rankings. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NBA Power Rankings. Number five. I've got the Sixers here. Now, maybe they should should be off the list altogether for playing Joel Embiid when he was playing well. Like, that is a pretty... It's a fair point by you. Pathetic. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. I'm picking up what you're putting down for sure. You're picking it up? I'm not sure I'm ever going to get over this one. Yeah, I don't, I, and I'm concerned about it because, like, like I said, so my Tom, you can like I just don't understand the outrage. 
Uh, the Sixers should probably be higher. They're top five in offensive and defensive rating, and their star player just scored 70 despite Tom's wishes that he would get injured. But I think that at least from the moment there are teams that belong slightly slotted ahead of him, it's not going to last. And I told you earlier I'm buying into Philly, but as long as they dare to play Embiid when he's playing well, like Tom said, I'm going to hold them back. Sorry, Number four. See there? Uh, yes, yes, it did. Timberwolves, man, like how do you lose a 60-point? These guys scored 62. These guys. Carl Anthony Towns scored 62 points, and the Timberwolves lost. And what's astounding about it is that the Timberwolves excellence, and they are still, I think, have a game atop barely the Western Conference, is from defense. They are the best defensive team in the NBA, and they just stopped playing defense and started ball-watching Carl Anthony Towns as he hit three after three after three after three after three and, and other shots. You can't, and I do think, I'm not a big believer in Cat. I believe in his talent. I don't think he's much of a winner. I could be wrong. It's one moment in time. It's not his fault that they lost the game. He scored 62. But the fact that he was benched for clutch time, he had 37 minutes. And then, did he airball? I was on the HQ, so airballed basically the last shot of the game is so telling. I still think the Timberwolves are a really, really good team. But they fall in part because my belief in them has been not shattered, but dented after losing a game where you had a guy put up 62 points. Number three. Dude, I'm so in on the Milwaukee Bucks. Are you with me on the Bucks? I just, I, they are a top or near the stand. They're second in the Eastern Conference. They're 30 and 13, which would be the same record. Is the same record as the Timberwolves. They would be the top team in the West. I still think Lillard and Giannis are figuring each other out. And the thing is, like, is Embiid the best player on earth? Is Jokic the best player on earth? Is Giannis the, the best player on earth? Yes. On any given night, yes. The problem with the Bucks is they, they haven't been great defensively. And at, at the level they play defense, they're not going to be able to win the whole thing. But I, I, I could be wrong because this was the weakness when they made the moves they made. I still think they can figure it out. I'm all in on the Bucks. Am I, am I wrong on the Bucks? Uh, you're very upset with me still, so I'm going to refrain from giving my take here at the risk of you being even more upset with me. I mean, are you going to say that the Bucks are bad because they have Giannis? Because that is, uh, short of that, it's fine. No, but I expected them to run away with the Eastern Conference once they made the trade for Lillard. And really? Yeah. I thought they were going to be a hell of a lot better than they are. I mean, I, I mean, they're 30 and 13. Yeah. I, I thought they were going to be like when the Celtics got the big three of KG, Paul. Like, I thought they were going to win maybe 70 games. And it's not the right take, but I'm not, not mad about that take. The MB take, it just, I'm not even mad. It just, it just shatters a part of me inside. Uh, do you I know when, like, that was not my goal. That was do you know when, like, do you know, like, when a couple, like, when one member, like, uh, somebody cheats on somebody or something, there's a betrayal and you just can't get over it? This feels kind of like that in a producer sense. I'm just hurt. It was not my intention. I'm just hurt that you, that you thought Embiid should be benched because he played well. We're not benching. We're not, I'm not benching him. Bench him. him. The bench him. I, I don't want to get anybody worked up. At eight. Bench the big guy. <sighs> Number <Bench him>. two. <laughs> I laugh so I don't cry. Literally. Uh, I, you know what? I'm going Denver Nuggets here. I, I, I just I don't care where they're on the standings. I think they're third right now. I, I don't care. They are clearly the best team in the Western Conference. They're... At least on paper, coupled with what you expect, the second-best team in the NBA. Nikola Jokic is still astounding. Their net rating, by the way, interestingly, is 6, even though they're 12th in defense and 7th in offense. Riddle me that math, Tom. Riddle me that math. 
Their offensive rating, they're 7th. Their defensive rating, they're 12th. The combined rating, though, is six. <laughs> can someone who, who consulted on Oppenheimer walk me through that? Anyway, I'm a big believer in the Denver Nuggets, but I'm starting to wonder if maybe they should start benching Jokic. He's been playing too well. They should really think about it. He deserves <laughs> We can go to the next one. Number one. I'm, I'm broken. Ah, the Boston Celtics. This is the thing. Look, I, I like the Bucks and I like what they're about, but I don't think they're running away run away with anything in the East. No, neither is, I, is anyone else because at least in terms of the actual excellence of the basketball team and I'm not talking about what you do in the postseason and really that is Missoula's coaching and Tatum's execution. Those are question marks for me in playoff basketball for, for, for the Celtics. But just over the course of an 82 game season they are astoundingly talented. They are third in offensive rating. They are second in defensive rating. And they are first in net rating. For every 100 possessions, they outscore opponents by almost 10 points per game. And, and give Brad Stevens credit. Because I was a little skeptical and certain, weary. Weary is something I've been feeling lately. Weary about, uh, yeah, the shots are coming, like, for the next six weeks. You just you might want to buckle up. Oh, that was at me. No, that one wasn't, but it sort of crosses over. Okay, got it. Yeah, I looked down at the spider for that one. Um, I was weary when Brad Stevens took himself out of the front office, and then he brought in Doka, and that went really well, and then Doka obviously blew up his world in Boston, and they brought in an 11-year-old, or whatever whatever he is, 34, but like you've got young coaches who are excellent, and then obviously last year, they just kept getting down in series and storming back, and, and they were almost able to pull off this miracle from being down 3-0 in the Eastern Conference Finals against the Heat, and weren't. All of that is, has, been, has been, at least on the Brad Stevens end, replaced by how brilliant a stroke Porzingis was. I mean, Chris Porzingis and that team. Have you watched many Celtics games? Dude, there it's like it's an astounding mix that he brings to the table. The shot blocking, the scoring ability, the way that he stretches the floor, the way that he takes pressure. I think off of particularly Jalen Brown, but I think it'll be Jason Tatum too offensively when the playoffs roll around. The Celtics are so good. What they're going to do in the playoffs is kind of like back in the day when we did know what Jokic could do in the playoffs and that went well, or we didn't know what Harden could do in the playoffs and that didn't go well. I'm not sure. We're going to see. I think that's largely a Tatum question. And, and again, Tatum and Embiid can't both answer their questions to the level of making a finals this year. And they're still Milwaukee, so it's hard to do. But at least in practice in the regular season, the Celtics are by and far the best team in the NBA. Honorable mention. I got the Clippers here. I almost slipped the Clippers in. I know. Look. Looky, looky here, James Harden and the Clippers. You know, I'm going to go with the infidelity thing. It's almost like agreeing to give a toast at a wedding of a guy you know cheated on, like, 17 people. Like, okay, maybe he's chain. Maybe he's really in love with her. Okay, uh, Johnny's great. Uh, this was I wish honorable, honorable uh, mention. This, this uh, escalated very quickly. Well, I'm saying that they used to be dishonorable because they were injured all the time, but now that they're playing, they're honorable. The fidelity is sort of a is sort of a, a mechanism for health and 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 reliability, right? Sure. Just bench Kawhi. Get bench Kawhi for thinking about. He's playing too much. Playing. Yeah. He's playing too yeah. much. He's got 11 points in the first quarter. Sit him. Oh, come on. That's not the same Sit thing. Him. It's not the same thing. Not okay. Hey, did you see Kawhi hit that shot? Get him out of there. And have a talk with him. <sighs> At least you tried. Tom. 
I knew you were going to do that. I knew that was coming. I knew it as soon as I hit it. <laughs> I didn't know until you hit it. Get on my brain. No, really, please. You got very upset with me last night. Like, oh, I, man. Like, I was, I was actually broken. concerned, like... I was just like, like, how can you think this? really mad at me. How can you think this and produce the show? How can you think this? It's a real thing. No, dude, it's a terrible take. It's just like... When NB doesn't play, I don't know, the next three of four games. Just tell me you were drinking a lot. I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. No, stone cold sober. I wasn't after that conversation. (laughs) Thanks for my hangover. I don't get hangovers. Um... I'll ask Kurt Healing whether Tom's right. Well, man, I don't know. We'll see if Kurt Healing would have benched Embiid. We'll find out next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 